Hey guys, I just wanted to take this opportunity and inform you about our amazing virtual summit called the Game Changers Summit coming up in January 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It features some of the biggest thought leaders and game-changing speakers from around the world. It is for established business owners and entrepreneurs that are stuck, that are plateaued, and are ready to take things to the next level. We're going to give you some new ideas, some new tools, some new tactics, some new strategies. We're going to be going through all of the amazing stuff to do with leadership, to do with marketing, branding. We're going to give you so much great value. It's insane. And guess what? It's free. Yes, that's right. It is free. If you want to take the opportunity and come and join us for the three-day event, I shit you not, it's going to be one of the biggest, baddest, biggest events in the whole world. Uh, So make sure that you click on thegamechangersummit.com and make sure you click on that because it's a free event. You cannot miss it for no no, no love, no money. So I will see you there January 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and uh, we'll see you there. Take care. Bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. Yes, we're back here. It's 2022. And I haven't done this live for quite some time, but I'm, I'm looking forward to today's conversations. And so for you guys that are listening to the recording, you're going to honestly, if you haven't already got your pen and paper handy, make sure that you've got that. But if you're listening to us, please do us a favor. Give us a like, share, or a comment section and the comment section below. And please do so and do so right now. So today, on to the Game Changers Experience World, we have my good friend, Elaine Powell. Now, Elaine is a, an award-winning professional speaker, and she's actually trained over 30,000 people in her career, and she's done numerous workshops as well around the art of public speaking, and it is an art. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, she runs an academy called uh, Mind Speak, and she helps you guys like entrepreneurs and coaches and influencers really want to get more visibility, more attention, get that message out in the world of leadership as well. Interestingly enough, me and Elaine was uh, introduced by our good friend, Mr. Elliot Kay, who we know very well. And he is no stranger of the public speaking world. And I remember this was going back probably about two years ago. We had this conversation around virtual summits and stuff. And I felt like me and Elaine got on really, really well. So some of the things that we're going to be talking about today, guys, is we're going to be talking about TEDx, right? And why you need to be on a TEDx stage. What are the big benefits? Um, how you get onto it, that kind of stuff. There she goes. There she's just showing, showing our little TEDx little emblem there. Uh, we're going to be sort of talking a little bit about what are the preparation that you need to do and how do you apply for one. So welcome, Elaine. Hi, Adam. What a wonderful start. High energy, which I love. <laughs> yeah, well, you thank know you. me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting me on to share with your audience. I'm really looking forward to the conversation we are going to have to, as far as I'm concerned, 
enable people to get their thought leadership out into the world a lot more. Absolutely. 100%. No, I, I 100% agree with you. And, you know, and I think that today, you know, interestingly enough, and we, we, we haven't really um, gone so deep on the whole kind of public speaking world because everyone talks about, you know, I want to be a speaker. I want to, I want everyone to know about me. And, and you, you know, we hear about it all the time, but we've not, not really spoken about it on the show so much. Not in a great depth or detail. So, um, listen, I'm looking forward to today's conversation. I just yeah. want to say that. Me too. So, Me uh, too. Very cool. Very cool. So, for you guys that are here listening to us live, whether it be on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is, do us a, do us a favor for me in the lane. Give us a like, share a comment section below, and you can do that here. Just do that right here. And uh, Or even if you just want to say hi, then just give us a hi, hi, or hi, five or whatever it might be. So, um, And for you guys that are listening in, um, you can connect with Elaine um at the end of this and just click on her links and you can click on her links below and we'll put that there anyway so um but listen great to have you on the show um great that we have uh i, I know it's been a little while since we got connected and stuff and and, and, and you know and uh you know we've both been exceptionally uh busy in the virtual world of speaking i think is more than more importantly um but tell us some more, more about like you know, I mean, you specifically help a lot of entrepreneurs and, and, and influencers get on the, the TEDx stage. But I, I guess my, my first question really for you is why is TEDx seen as kind of like the, the pivotal or the, the premier of, of mm -hmm. public speaking? Why is it such a big deal to, to, to a lot of people? I, I'd love to know what your thoughts are about that. Yeah, so yeah, great question. I, I love talking about all things TED and TEDx. I think the one of the main things that you'll see, and I think I'm always educating people on the power of delivering a TEDx, that it is a intellectual piece of property. It's not just a talk. It's a talk that once you've delivered it to a really high standard, you can use to leverage just like you can a book or if you have sort of online programs. I think being more in this space, there's very few uh, things we can do that once you do it, suddenly mm. it really raises your visibility and your credibility and has you seen as a thought leader because thought leadership is the ability to not only express ideas, and that's what yes. TED is about, ideas, but it's also you have that influence. So you can have an idea and you can be on social media like everybody else doing all the same things. And then you wonder why you're not standing out because you're doing what everybody else is doing. Mm. You know, we've always said speaking, there's only a small percentage of people in your industry who are speaking. So one, you raise up your visibility because you are speaking. And then when you deliver a TEDx, because the application rate is high and the acceptance is low, it's actually hard to get into it. And your idea is the hardest thing for people to find. And when you find that idea, you can become a thought leader in that idea. But many times people aren't willing to put that time and effort to do something different to get a different result than not everybody else is getting. I, and I think that, uh, I, and I don't know about you, um, but you, you'll probably know the answer to this pretty well, actually. And I think with a lot of people that want to get into the TEDx space, you know, they treat it like, they treat it like, uh, 
even like a sales platform and it's not like that at all um is it 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 is very much about invoking opinions and sharing ideas like Simon Sinek who did particularly well his is probably one of the most famous TEDx talks you've had the Tony Robbins of the world and stuff like that what's your what's your thought about that you know about people's perceptions around the whole kind of TEDx thing what's your things yeah there's a lot of mystery (laughs) and I think the (laughs) reason that comes about is that you know you have TED which is the HQ it's the headquarters and then you've got TEDx. And the, the X side of it was that people were attending the big conference in the US. It was very expensive to attend for a week. It was, uh, you know, more thought leaders. And people wanted that experience in their area locally. So that's how the TEDx came about. Now, because TEDx uh, event organizers are independent, they're... Um, their licensees. So you want to think of it yes. like McDonald's is the HQ, but the franchises are independent, but they still have to yes. follow the recipe. Because there's so many, um, I think there's something like 13,000 TEDx events worldwide. Wow. They wow. all do things differently. And you've got all this different level of experience from, I, I gave the idea from Chick-fil-A or Chipotle <laughs> all the way up to the Ivy, you know, you've got some really prestigious, really well done productions. Their budget is like a hundred thousand. They have sponsorship at that level. Um, And so it's really, there's, there's no one place you can go to just find out all the information you need about events, when they are, when are the applications opening? What are your, it's just not one place. Interesting. Love it. Very cool. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about benefits, because I know that obviously TEDx is a brand where especially if you're in the coaching world and the consulting world, if you're in the leadership world, it's, you know, most people know what TEDx is. But let's talk a little bit about the benefits of why it's important that if you were to if you were to have the opportunity to get onto that stage, that TEDx stage, what are the big benefits? I mean, you you kind of touched it a little bit and stuff like that, but can you just go maybe a little bit more depth and detail around the whole kind of benefits of why people should contemplate and looking at TEDx as as a, as a way to grow that in IP and intellectual property? Yeah, yeah, great question. So uh, I'll share three. Hopefully, it will be three. So the the first one that really isn't spoken about that much is who you become as you go through the process is, uh, you know, that's priceless. You get to build your confidence in terms of you get very clear on what your thought leadership is. What is that idea that I want to spread into the world? Um, When you go through the process, you learn how to you learn the art of of speaking. You learn the science of putting together an impactful presentation that gets to move, touch, and inspire people in eighteen words, eighteen minutes or less. That is an art form because a lot of people just waffle. Uh, <laughs> you learn the art of delivery. You know, all thought leaders, all those who are experts wanting to be a thought leader part of the skill of a thought leader is speaking. And speaking is the fastest way to attract clients. It's the fastest way to increase your income, your visibility. 
So the first benefit is who you become when you go through the process. You become someone who knows how to command an audience from the stage with your ideas and you have that ability to impact them so that they think a different way. They possibly go and do things. You have the ability to transform them. So that's the mm. first benefit, who you actually become when you go through that. So I'll stop just in case you want to expand before I move on to point two. When you say who you become, you mean as in like, and, and, you know, we talk a lot about um, the importance of understanding your purpose and understanding your why. Is that what you mean by who you want to become, right? It, it can be that. I'm talking about who you know yourself to be because you can know your why, you can know your purpose, but if you're being uh, shy, if you're being scared, if you're being fearful, it's the who you're being because you're a human being. Mm -hmm. So if you're being that way, you're not going to take certain, you're going to take actions in line with who you're being. So mm -hmm. I think going part through the part of this process, who you know yourself to be is bold, is powerful, is confident. That's what I mean in who you know yourself to be because you've gone through something that's not everybody else is going through. There's a, there's a, um, you know, when you go through a challenge or you go through some, some, something that stretches you, who you are is not the person who you, who you're going to be at the end. Yes. I understand where you're coming from now. It's interesting because it's now you're getting kind of into the kind of like what goes on you know, mentally, when you talk, you know, a mental acumen, but also from an emotional perspective, you know, you're looking at from that as well, aren't you? The psychological and physiological changes that happens when you, you know, get onto a TEDx stage. You, that's what you're referring to, right? As well. Yeah, because, you know, a thought leader is some is not somebody who is unsure of themselves, who's, who's fearful, who's, um, hesitant, who procrastinates. That's not the person you need to be in order to be a thought leader. So I think going through this process enables you to grow and 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 pull back the the get out of the things that are in the way of you truly stepping into your leadership. Mm, love it. Very cool. Yes, I get it Point now. Hundred percent. <laughs> yep. Love it. Right, Very right. good. All right. Uh, and for me, the the second benefit of delivering is obviously you are a thought leader so your idea is out there and you're you're kind of now raising up your visibility above everybody else in your industry because I think in terms of speaking if you look at your industry whether it's banking whether it's branding and marketing if you look at the number of that that percentage that is actually on the stage speaking about it the number goes down considerably. Let's just say only 15% of people in your industry are actually seeing that the fastest way to attract clients' income is by speaking. And then when you think about of those 15%, how many of them have actually delivered a TEDx talk? It will go down considerably. And you want to do what other people aren't. Who said it? You do... Uh, was it Albert Einstein? Do what others don't in order yes. to have what others won't. Yep. Yep. And Love then, it. Very cool. Yeah. So that's the second one. And the third benefit is your thought leadership is out there. You're now, um, you know, if you think of Simon Sinek, Brené Brown, Amy Cuddy, known for the power 
pose. Brené Brown is known for vulnerability. Now she's a thought leader in shame. You are that go-to person that when people think about that, they're like, okay, we need to go to Adam, game changers. You know, let's go to Adam. Uh, thought leadership around TEDx. Let's go to Elaine. So people know what you stand for and you then have that. Uh, so just think, when you're an expert, you have you have that 10,000 hours of expertise, but you don't have the followers to, to back up those ideas. When you're True. an influencer, you have the followers but you actually don't have the sometimes the authority or the expertise to to back up that influence. So thought yes. leadership is expert with the following because now your people are listening to your ideas and they can listen because for me, when you've done a TEDx, people suddenly pay attention. It has social cachet. It has kudos. People go, oh, you're a TEDx speaker. And they want to pay attention. So that for me is the three benefits. You know, it's interesting. You brought, and I'm glad that you uh, brought those things up because, especially at the end, because uh, that, would, that would have been my like my next question, like establishing what defines an X one, what defines a thought leader and what defines an influencer and authority. And you've kind of like put it all in one, which is great. And I think it's really important to really understand that, guys, because de depending on obviously your industry and your nation, and, and so many other different factors and whatever it is, is to decide on in your lane, where what do you, where do you sit within that, right? Where do you sit within that lane? Where do you sit within your industry? Like, do you want to be an expert or do you want to be a thought leader or do you want to be an influencer or do you want to be, you know, you need to decide, right? You need to decide on what it, what it, what it is that. But I think what Elaine has established is that TEDx is very much around you know, if you want to be in the thought leadership space, sharing ideas and invoking uh, invoking people's opinions and getting people to think, because that's what TEDx is all around, right? And creating curiosity, because I, I, we haven't really thought about, but creating curiosity, which is what I found in in uh, in watching a lot of uh, speakers on TEDx is the really good ones. They get at the end of at the end of the uh, twenty minutes, which is normally the uh, duration of a TEDx talk. Um, is that you, you kind of come away from that. You think, wow, that was, what did I just say? It's like, you, you just come out of a space shuttle. It's like, I've got so many questions to ask that guy or girl. Or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean, Elaine? Yeah. It's, it's, I always think it's like a starter to a five, five course meal. And if they want the main course, then they need to hire you. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like the taster type of things, you know, exactly. and, and I, I, I I love it. 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 Before you move right. on, I think it's uh, before you move on. I think it's just a really important point for people listening that yes. many times people will want to deliver a TEDx with an idea because you know I, I've got a program and I'm I'm on a lot of sales calls in promotion of the program and sure. many of them don't have the expertise and when you go for a when you apply to TED and TEDx they really want to know that you are an expert. Why are you the best person to speak about this. So if you don't have expertise, if you're just starting as a, a um, branding coach, well, your expertise isn't there yet. So you no. 10X is for X, either a, an experience you've gone through and there's an idea out of it. Or if you have an idea, a question the curators will ask you is, what's your credibility to speak on this? So it yeah. may not be for everybody right now, 
But no, at some point, if you're in a, a new industry, it's when you become, an, when you can class yourself that 10,000 hours of expertise, now you're an expert. Now TEDx will be a really great platform for you. Do you, um, when it comes to approaching sort of a, applying for TEDx, and we, we haven't really spoken about kind of the downfalls of, uh, of maybe people's perceptions of, you know, thinking that, oh, you know, what, it, rather than kind of thinking, oh, what should, what I want to get out of something, right, is to actually think of it from a, a different angle. What is that different angle from your perspective, Elaine, where, where kind of, and I, and, and I like to call it kind of like the, uh, not the mistakes as such, but kind of the pitfalls when it comes to application. And you've, you've probably gone through hundreds, if not thousands of applications, and you think, Trash, 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 trash. Okay, good. Trash, trash, trash. And you've got about one good application out of 100. What makes that one application stand out for you? Oh, Adam, what a question. What a question. So let me talk. Can I talk about the ones that don't stand out? And then I'll talk about let's the ones. Do that. That do. <laughs> let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. more of those. Um, so let's have a look. Me, 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 me. <laughs> all about you egos there uh, it's just yeah. so evident in the whole application this is just about you wanting to promote you wanting to promote your, yeah. your business your products that's a no-no that doesn't yeah. work yeah um, Hallelujah. <laughs> um <I think laughs> yeah. leading with a story a lot of people um make that mistake that they feel that yes they have a powerful story and people need to hear it guess what majority of people have a story we all have a yes. story yes some yes. some people's tra stories are a lot more traumatic i get it but we all have a story but guess what it's not called ted stories worth spreading <laughs> it's ted ideas worth spreading it's in the title yeah. and you want to see it that the idea is the is like the main actor in a feature length film your story is a supporting actor and it's there to support the idea. So don't lead with your just the story because that's not enough. They need to know what is the actual idea. So that's that's two. Oh, I, I could carry on for a long time. <laughs> you tell me when to stop before we get to the one that actually stands up. And prepare uh, for the next six hours, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, um, three, we'll go for... What's your idea? I, I'm on Clubhouse a lot and I'm in the rooms. You know, I host a room every Friday, 2 p.m. in UK time, plug in my yeah. Clubhouse room, talking about all things it TED. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we say, so tell me succinctly, in 15 words or less, what is your idea? And and they're off. <laughs> and then we're listening. And then we're going, tumbleweeds, tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. And it's, it's, it's like it, that is the most challenging thing for people, not only to come up with an idea that's unique, original. I think that should be my fourth, fourth uh, um, what people don't do. But <laughs> to be able to articulate it in 15 words or less is very, very challenging. I think it's not only challenging for someone with TEDx, but you're a speaker as well, coming up with your message that is unique, that's, rhythmic you know it's, it has a rhythm to it that people can remember we know in terms of, of paid speakers coming up with that messaging can take time so 
knowing how to craft a succinct idea in 15 words or less takes time. And that brings me on to the quick other fourth before I'll stop, which is finding an idea that is original, unique, innovative. It's not out there. People share their ideas with me and I'm like, yeah, okay, but that's everyone's saying that. I, I, if I know that, it's already there. So that's the, yep. the fourth thing. I'll stop before you want me to go on to the one that works. <laughs> I think I'm a very good interviewee that I, I, I signpost things and then I stop to let you jump in and I don't talk for half an hour. <laughs> well, listen. I, I think I think you've given some great uh, hints and tips there, and uh, and you know, and, and I I can understand how number one why it's so difficult to get onto a TEDx stage or TED, whatever it is. Uh, I, I can understand that because without knowing, right, without knowing the mistakes that people are making time and time and time and time again, guess what? You're going to continue to make those mistakes time and time and time and time again until someone points it out and says, boy, you no, this is not about you. Um, and I think if you, you know, just re-listen to the four points that Elaine has just um, highlighted, by the way, if you listen to the recording of this, you can do so. Um, because I think what she's given you, she's given you absolute great value bombs there. Um, and, and think to yourself, okay, well, that's interesting. I uh, And you might be, and guess what, guys? You may have already applied for TEDx or maybe half a dozen TEDx's or whatever it might be. Yeah. And now you know, now you know, guys, why your application falls flat, you know, because of those same mistakes. And, and, and it's the same as Einstein would say, you know, making the same mistake over and over and again is just definition of insanity. So now you know, now you're fully aware, okay? Some of them. Some of them. It, some of them. Some of them. Exactly. Some of them. But there, there are those are only just four points, right? And there are. I'll tell you what. There are, and I'm sure that will, Elaine will be able to share many, many others with you. It's if you join her own clubhouse, and I'm happy to plug that by the way, because I'm I'm a clubhouse fan <laughs> anyway. Two p.m. Uh, UK time um, on clubhouse and connect with her, Elaine Powell. On, on, on Clubhouse and talk all talk all things about TEDx. Anyway, going back to the original question of what makes that one application out of a hundred so wow? It's kind of like, you know, what kind of draws you in and, and things you know, this 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 to me is like this is the wow factor. What what is it that you what is it that you're looking for, number one? But number two, what makes that application so different from all the others? Yeah. I don't think there's just one thing because I, you know, when I ran my TEDx event for three years, we received lots of applications. And I think people need to understand that if the event is fairly small, they may get a couple of hundred. They may only get 50 applications, depends on their size. The sure. big, the big events like TEDx London, TEDx Seattle, the big cities can receive yes. between a thousand to two thousand applications. So if you're if you waffle. It's just like a job. It's like, oh, they've got to go through a lot. So the ones that stand out, they're kind of a bit like me. I'm laconic, short, sharp, to the point. I don't waffle. They don't waffle. Their idea is, it's more of a, with the idea, That's I think that's the hook. I get what the idea is in the, when you articulate that 15 words. I get it versus, um, 
I kind of get it. Uh, okay, I've got to go and read the, now the brief to see if I can get it. So their idea is just like, whoa. It has, look, it's the difference between me going, oh, to, whoa, to, yeah. Yeah. And I do more, yeah. So the idea, the, the brief, because they will usually ask you to write a brief, a synopsis of your idea in two to 300 words or less. It's like, oh, I get it. I get it. It's clear. Pam, bam, bam. It's not vague and abstract. So it's really specific. Right. And I know it's not out there. It's it's something that's, oh, we've got to have this. And And then when I read further, they've got the credibility to back it up. It's not just something they thought about the other day. They've been doing this for years. They've been thinking about this idea. This is their actual thought leadership. It's now we're giving them a platform to expand that thought leadership and make it, you know, wider known. Interesting. So, okay, so let's just clarify there. Clarity and, and clear messaging is obviously a big must, right? So that's that's one thing. Secondly, you've highlighted as well as part of the application is that their credibility is actually their credibility. But I, I, but I wanted to just kind of move into the credibility side of stuff a little bit more, if I may. Um, uh -huh. With regards to credibility, because you talked about, um, you know, applicants, which are called kind of like egotistical, like big heads type of thing. How does one get their credibility across in the right way, which doesn't make us look like they've got these massive heads. Um, you know, there's this kind of fine line, isn't there, between showing and sharing your credibility and being egotistical. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, they usually have a section where they'll actually ask you that question. Now it's time <laughs> for you to shine. It's not in your brief. This is about me. This is about, it's not actually about the idea. It's about me. It's yeah. about my story. They actually will ask you why I've, that you know, I, I've gone through so many applications, but there's like 10 questions that I find are asked generally across. And it will be, the credibility one will be, tell us a little bit about yourself. And they might actually want a video of you talking about yourself. So for the ego yeah. people, you'll love that. <laughs> or it might be, why are you the best person to speak on this subject? And off you go. <laughs> that's where you can do it exactly i love it very cool all right well that's good uh so basically just make sure that you re re read the damn application form and give you give the answers to what it's actually asking guys um, and and <laughs> can, I in, can i jump in follow it. what it says on the tin if it asks for 200 words do not give me 205 do not give me 300. If it says a two-minute video, don't give me a two-minute and 20-second video. I ask you two. Because it's not just that. It's showing that you don't follow instructions. You do what you want versus yeah. what we're needing you to be coachable. Yep. So true. Very, very true. Um, let's talk a little bit about applying for TEDx. Because, I mean, you mentioned you know, you've got the big cities I mean, in the UK, for example, I use it UK as an example, you know, you have like these little pockets of what I call uh, TEDx. Now you've got like, um, I remember there was a TEDx actually um, at, um, oh, what was it called? Um, there was a university near in Surrey. It will come to me in a second. Very regretted university. But anyway, it, it will come to me as like Egham's 
it's somehow yeah. that way. Um, and then you've got like you know, Imperial College TEDx, you know, the, the colleges and university are hosting their own TEDxs. And then you've got like the major cities and whatever it is. But in terms of, you know, do you think, and then, again, I suppose this is just your opinion, I guess. Do you think that, or do you feel like if there's too many of TEDx's in too many different places, especially uh, in one particular country, do you think it takes that exclusivity away? Um, and do you think it could also harm the brand of TEDx if there's too many of them out there? Because it's like, well, you know, if there's, you know, if you've got one in Oxford and then you've got one right next to Oxford, you know, why would I? Do you see my point here, Elaine? Yes, I do. And I, I had this discussion many years ago that you need to do one pretty soon because it's it's going to get saturated. And it's not, I think when something's, uh, it's, is it supply and demand? When there's yes, a yes. high demand and there's low supply, it's wanted. And then when there's, yeah. So um, I actually had, I, th I thought this like six years ago, but it doesn't <laughs> seem to have dissipated. There's still that that uh, want to get onto a TEDx stage. And I think because there's maybe only between six and 12 speaking slots once a year. Oh, and, really? I didn't yeah. really I didn't realize it was that less, actually. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, it's only happening once a year. I think even if an area had uh, five events, they all run at different times throughout the year. They, they're not at the same time. Uh, and you want to think about it. This is, a, for me, about longevity. The event happens once. YouTube happens for a lifetime. True. Very it's true. your calling Very card true. for potential clients, event organizers who want you to speak at their event. You can send them the link. It's, it's your intellectual property that's a free marketing tool for you to use. That's why you need to make sure your talk is outstanding. Yep, 100%. So um, I got a question. So how does how does one actually apply for TEDx? Like how do you seek out where you want to go? Because I know that you use, and, and I don't know if it's still the case uh, of uh, of running your own TEDx. And you're the event organizer, the one in Croydon. Is that correct? Yeah, I think he, he he's he's not running it anymore. I I, oh, ran, okay. in, I ran mine. No, in that's Croydon. what I, that's what I meant exactly. Yeah. You 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 ran one in Croydon and stuff, but. You know, how does one actually, you know, do you go just type in Google? I want to become a TEDx speaker. How to apply? I mean, how does it work? How long have you got? How long have you got, Adam? <laughs> There's not one central place. You come to me because I can help you save time. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so there you go, guys. It's very simple. If you want to apply for TEDx, you just go to a lane, okay? <laughs> no, do you know what it was? I was listening to, have you heard of uh, Ed, Ed Tate? Ed Smith, I'm going to talk about Ed Oh, Ed, yeah, yeah, I know Ed Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Smith, you know, and I was listening to a recording of him and he was saying, you know, people who are very high, who are very successful and entrepreneurs, they they spend money with somebody else's time, which saves them time and saves them expertise. Like a lot of people want to do it themselves and that's fine. But if you're busy, if you... It takes a lot to actually find these events because there's not one central database. You can go to the TED website and then there will be a tab where you can go to and you can find some of the events, but not all of them advertise on there at the time because they're doing things in the background. They definitely don't advertise when their speaker applications are open. 
and they're only open for about a six week window. So someone like me, I've got a database of all the TEDx events that are open in here in the US because that's my market. When are the rolling ones? Um, so it's it's knowing where to find them. And then each TEDx event has a theme. So not only do you need to find when are they open, you have to find the theme that fits your idea. Are you the right fit for that type of TEDx event? Because some TEDx events are very academic led. Um, uh, And then also uh, there was something else that I can't remember. Yeah. So they're the kind of main things you need to think about with the the application. Then obviously it's how do you get that application to rise to the top? That's the main thing. How do you get it to stand out? Yeah. Interesting point. And, and 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 all that takes time. You know, it takes a lot of time to fish and whatever it is, I like to call it. But you know, you've got a lane, ladies and gentlemen. You've got a lane to 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 help you out here if you if you're interested in in learning more about TEDx. But um yeah, but listen, this has been really interesting. I mean so okay, I'm just thinking here, and it doesn't matter what the idea is, does it, Elaine? I mean, you you know, we've had we, we and you've mentioned well. I, I suppose what well, what's one of your favorite TEDx talks and why why was it why why is it one why is it your favorite TEDx talk? Yeah, one of my favorites is by a lady called Carmen Agra Didi, and it's the uh, power of storytelling, ah. and she does exactly that from the time she opens her mouth. She for the whole eighteen minutes. It's it's. Not only telling the story, it's showing us the art of storytelling, which is dialogue. It's painting a picture of the characters. It's the challenge. It's the cure. It's the delivery and the pausing. And oh, it, it, for me, it's like better than uh, uh, watching a Netflix this series. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> And obviously, there, there's a powerful message at the end uh, for us to take away. But it's a journey that she takes us on and we can relate and that's what storytelling is about that you can see yourself inside that that story you can feel the emotions it has you think a certain way so yeah that's one of my uh favorite favorite talks because i love that art of storytelling very cool um interestingly enough and i, I suppose it's not really tedx uh, related but it's kind of more public speaking related and you know i mean we most events right now are kind of more virtual aren't they digital and stuff like that but how does in terms of delivery in terms of delivery of what it what it whatever it is that you're delivering as a speaker how do they differ between a digital delivery compared to a face-to-face in live in person event mm-hmm. i i just would love to know what the, what your thoughts are about that yeah, we, um, you know, I'm a coach for TEDx Labrick Grove and we had our digital event last, I think it was last May. And okay. we we had the auditorium and there was maybe about 15 people spread out in the auditorium, just sitting in different places. And then there was the audience upstairs. And that it, it was, I, th- I really felt it for the speakers because people create atmosphere and yes. atmosphere creates energy. And when you're a speaker, it's this energy that we're pushing out, we're pulling it back in, we're, we're working with the energy. Even though the audience never speaks, they are speaking with energy. 
with laughter, with smiles, and that was void. <laughs> so the the speaker had to just create their own energy and not have the audience as a um, as something to a soundboard to bounce back off of. Um, and it was definitely, I think it was a lot more challenging to 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 they obviously had to deliver it as if an audience was right in front of them and we weren't just all spread out um and then also create that because you when you deliver it you want to create it in the moment as if the audience is there but not concentrate on the online audience because mm. you know that that's the energy that that's going to have the a performance be really amazing so yeah, yes. it was it's definitely a lot more challenging and sterile. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's interesting because I I mean, you know, in my experience in in uh, doing public speaking in digitally compared to even like face to face, you know, energy is so important. But I guess it also it's it's interesting because if I'm doing a public speaking session, digital or online. And it's always great to see like faces and, and, and things like that and energy and excitement. I, you know, it, it, re it requires a depth. I don't know if it's a shift in mindset, if it's the fact that, you know, you don't want to feel like you're um, like a TV commercial. You know, when you have a TV commercial that just doesn't stop talking, right? And then you just feel like you're just like you're going on and on and on and on. And then people are just kind of switched off, right? But then, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just kind of, I just it just came to me and I just thought to myself, I need to ask you that question around the whole kind of, you know, especially with a lot of speakers who have like changed their business, business model now with speakers that travel all over the world and, uh, and things like that. And them doing more kind of digital stuff. It, 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 it is still is a big challenge for those guys because they still haven't mastered the art. Yeah. So I, you know, I've, I've presented a lot digitally over the past two years, you know, since 2019, I really love it. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Um, I'm not, uh, and they do say introverts get energy from themselves, extroverts, you know, they get energy from other people. I guess even though I appear to people like I'm an extrovert, I'm I, in that term, in that way of looking at introvert and extrovert, um, but I'm an introvert. I don't need energy from other people. I push out my energy. Uh, and so I feel as a speaker, you're the one leading the room. So yes. it's not up to you to pull the energy from the audience. You're there to push it out to them and to them work with your energy in the room. So when I'm online, I'm I'm high energy. As soon as, especially online, you have to be a lot more high energy. I'm like, okay, camera's on. I need to see you. Hello, Adam. Oh, it's so lovely. So I kind of give them that that kind of thank you for putting your camera on so other people put their cameras on. Uh, I'm a lot more in the chat box. Just type yes, 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 yes in the chat box. So, yeah, do you agree? Do you not agree? Say yes, say no, you know, say dream. So I'm a, you, I think it, online you have to be a lot more interactive. You have to have a lot more energy. And yes. even when I did a masterclass uh, on Thursday around my TEDx where it was slides and I couldn't see them because I, I just didn't want to see them, I was yeah. just keep on. I was just having them. Which one are you? Are you one? Are you two? Are you three? Type in the chat box. You know. Um, so I think you just have to get people to to be interactive in yes. whole breakout rooms, whatever it might be. Yeah, and I agree on that. Actually, that's a good point because otherwise it's kind of like death by PowerPoint. And you know, and and you've heard of this kind of Ackerman 
you know, last year where everyone was kind of like, what do they call it? It was kind of a Zoomified or something like that. You know, like when they've had too much Zoom and it's kind yeah. of like, do you, know, you see what I mean, right? So, no, I totally get it. And and I think that's a good point there. And, uh, yeah, it's some, some really good stuff there. Well, listen, um, what are you working on this year? Because I know that, you know, I'd love to know what you're working on. And I know that when we first met, which we're talking about virtual conferences and summits and stuff, well, what are you working on this year? Yeah, I, I think just one word. I think one word, two syllables, TEDx. TEDx. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. It, really. Running my TEDx program that we have. Um, it's a year program. Used to, it used to be 12 weeks that would get people on stage and then off they'd go. But I was like, no, I want to support people through the whole process so that they can actually leverage it afterwards. Because a lot of people just do a TEDx and then they that's it. They think that things come their way. No, now you have to go and leverage it. So we work with PR and everything. So yeah, I'm concentrating on um, just getting my TEDx program and getting people out there in their thought leadership. Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, um, I hope, you, listen, for you guys that are listening in, uh, whether it be listening to us live on the recording or you listen to us here on the podcast, if you have any questions for Elaine, please do me a favor. Please click on any of our links below, drop her a quick message, and please do mention the podcast so she can put two and two together. I'm sure that she'll be more than happy to assist you with any of your questions that you have today. Elaine, it's been an honor. It's been great. I hope you've had a lot of fun and uh, really enjoyed today. Yes, you're a fabulous interviewer. Lovely high energy. Love your energy, Adam. Love what you're doing, making a difference, having people be game changers in the world. So definitely follow whatever Adam's doing. And uh, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Listen, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's talk. And uh, and if you haven't already joined us, by the way, this coming Friday, January 21st to 23rd, we've got the Game Changers Summit. It's going to be absolutely Ooh. epic. We have some of the world's top leaders and thought, thought leaders and influencers from around the world. And honestly, we're just going to be announcing our big mystery speaker today as well. If you're listening to us, we'll be doing a big announcement on social media. And if you are unfortunate to listen to this after the summit, guess what? There are going to be lots of great events that's going to be coming coming up you can follow me and elaine on a clubhouse and uh and you know and you know come and join some of our conversation we love to connect with people and engage with people right we love to find out you know how is it that we can add value to you guys and serve you to its highest so listen from me and elaine hope you enjoy today's and uh, mm -hmm. we'll see you again on the next game changers experience take care see you soon okay bye-bye Thank you so much for listening into today's show. I hope that you have enjoyed today's show. Just a reminder, we love creating this amazing podcast show. It wouldn't be as successful if it wasn't for you guys. So we want to make sure that we would love it if you would be able to reciprocate and write an amazing, whether it be a one-star or five-star review. If you're listening to this on Apple, go to Apple on iTunes and go to the Game Changers Audio Experience, leave a one or a five-star review, whichever you prefer. If you're listening to this on Android, whether it be on Amazon Music, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms, go to podchaser.com, that's podchaser.com, and leave a one or a five-star review on there. We'll be extremely grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers. Google, Stitcher, and all the good Android platforms. Go to podchaser.com, that's podchaser.com, and leave a one or a five-star review on there. We'll be extremely grateful. Thanks very much for tuning in. We've got some great shows coming up. Cheers.